Well, this morning we've got two exceptionally lengthy passages from the Bible. And uh, in both of them, it's kind of tempting for me. I, I, I don't know if I can resist the temptation to comment on both because they're both really great. But in the first one, let me, let me start with the first one. And if i got time, I'll, I'll talk about the gospel. Samuel here, I find it interesting that this guy Abishai, who's throwing stones at David and dirt and whatnot, He's a relative of Saul, who was the previous king that was ousted. Um, uh, and really, actually, Saul, really, it's, it's kind of, it's not correct, or it's not totally accurate to say he was ousted. It's the, he's the previous king, who's his previous dynasty. So he's a relative of Saul. And uh, it, it was evidently at that time, so a lot of scholars think that Samuel was written by someone that had some kind of connection to the court of David, okay, so that it's kind of it's a little bit of a piece of a, of political propaganda, okay, and uh, what the scholars do is they kind of they, they look at the book and they kind of see what are what are some of the things that it seems like it's trying to say, and then they say well that's probably a mirror of what was going down at the time, and if you read Samuel if you if you take that there's there's probably a grain of truth to that method of reading reading, if you read Samuel. You see that there does seem to be this emphasis on trying to say that David is not guilty of Saul's death or his overthrow or the exchange of dynasties going on. Okay, now that probably that theme is there probably because many people in David's day said David is a usurper. David illegitimately came in and took over Saul and his house, and he's a violent man, and he killed Saul and. I mean, he, no one could probably totally accuse him of killing Saul because Saul fell in battle. But the implication is there. So there's this kind of uh, illegitimacy surrounding David's uh, dynasty and his authority, um, at least from the perspective of many of the people that he led. Okay, so a lot of people were fans of David, but not everybody. All right. There's always going to be people who are loyal to the previous dynasty, and they're going to be like, well, what's, you know, they're going to be very critical of David. So this guy, uh, Abishai, or Shimei, he sees David's turn of fortune, his negative turn of fortune, as, a, as God's punishment upon him for basically ousting Saul. Now, he's right and he's wrong. He's right that David's turn of fortune is a punishment from God, but it's not for the reason he thinks it is for. Okay, David's turn of fortune is a punishment because of him, his adultery with Bathsheba and his murder of her husband. Okay, And then that negative bad fortune would affect the rest of Israel for their history, their whole history. Um, I just read a passage recently. I do my own independent Bible reading. I try to go through the New Testament at least once a year, maybe twice a year. And I just read in Thessalonians, St. Paul says this. He says, I warn you, brothers and sisters, make sure when it comes to adultery, and sexual morality, make sure that everybody's, you know, acting properly, that there isn't any immorality among you, because God is an avenger in all such things. God is an avenger in all such things. And God, you know, I think a lot of people have a really hard time with the idea of God as uh, inflicting punishment on people. Um, I know I had a, a woman once, kind of, t- who I knew from previous places of ministry near Rochester called me. She was in distraught. She just couldn't handle it because she had read something recently in the diocesan paper that, you know, it implied that God had punished people. 
people today have a really hard time with the idea that God punishes people. Okay, and uh, what we need to understand is that when God punishes, um, it's in it's it's mercy. It's in His mercy, and when He punishes us here and now, especially, it's in His mercy. Um, it's kind of like bad karma in a certain sense, or like instant karma, especially when it comes to sexual sin. You get negative consequences that happen really quickly. And that is so that we come to our senses and say, what am I doing? Uh, and then and then you change your life before it's too late, before you die. Okay, so God's chastisements, his corrections in this life, and his, his punishments are his mercy. So David knew he, he, he David knew he sinned. He says, I know it. He says, I'm I'm being you know, what if God is is got this guy doing this on purpose for me to punish me? And I accept that. So he's taking his penance essentially and he's he's giving it to God. So David here in this in this you know, even though he was very sinful of course in the adultery and in the murder, um, right now he's acting very righteously and virtuously. He's acting wisely and prudently. So I just think that it's very, very important to see that, that that whole sort of, if you will, karmic chain. It's like you do something and something bad happens to you. Those negative consequences, that's a mercy uh, from God. And when we, if we ever encounter that in our own lives, uh, we really we can say it's a great opportunity. Like, thank you, God. I offer this to you as penance. Have mercy upon me. Save my soul. Have mercy on me in the last day. And uh, I think that's what where David is coming from, and that's a lesson for us all. And I don't think I'll go on and comment on the gospel. That's enough for today, okay? <laughs> <laughs>